Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready, Zach Barry of Rivals.com, RebelGrove.com, RedCupRebellion.com will join me momentarily. Uh, we're going to talk recruiting. Zach put up a mailbag, I guess, thread, sort of, if you will, at RebelGrove.com, part of the Rivals Network. You can still subscribe. Less than $10 a month. Been the same price since uh, the Lincoln inauguration. So you can get in on uh, that price and get daily recruiting updates from Zach. Sometimes I chime in on those as well, in addition to all of the other things and the community that is rebelgrove.com. We're brought to you by Dead Soxie. Summer, uh, another heat wave is coming through this weekend, so it's a perfect time to check out the new line of Dead Soxie no-shows. Nine new styles to choose from, and you can find the style that fits your occasion Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 30% off the best dress socks you've ever put on. You can also check out several bundle packs currently on sale. You can use your promo code in addition to these already deeply discounted prices at deadsoxy.com. Make your day a soxy one. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He sends you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. That's how it works. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. Corey wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll prove it to you when you make the call, 662-257-1900. Uh, guests, including one Zach Barry, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open this weekend. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, 3.30 to 10. Friday through Sunday, 11 to 10. Newly expanded picnic-style dining areas. Uh, shrimp and catfish uh, platters. Gourmet burgers. Po'boys. Zydeco shrimp. Crawfish egg rolls. So much more. Live music. Fun cocktails. The house frozen margarita. All of that there at Rafters in the Water. You can also get to-go and curbside pickup. That's uh, not, not a problem. Just make a phone call. 662 712-6162. And now to the Rafters Music and Food Hotline and one Zach Barry. Zach, how are you today? Neil, doing well. It is uh, lovely here in Nashville. Excited for uh, not only the PGA Championship being on, but uh, going to get some golf in myself. Uh, maybe a double dip this weekend. We'll see. But it's got to take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, I, I spent about an hour out at the pool kind of detoxing a little this afternoon told myself I probably need to get away from social media for a bit um, I've discovered that when you go after people they will come after you so uh, it's it's all it's all good and love war and Twitter so uh, I'm, I'm now watching Texas and Oakland I know you'll be pleased to, you'll be pleased to know that the athletics who are the home team have a man on first and uh, nobody out in the bottom of the eighth, leading the Texas Rangers 6-4. to four. It's a scintillating American League West contest. 
here on okay. this uh, beautiful August day. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, Twitter. Uh, I, I do unfortunately have some terrible news. I uh, I lost a follower on a Tuesday, Neil. Uh, apparently, oh, somebody Zach, was. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, now the guy let me know. He said, you know, hey, uh, lost a. Apparently, he was only following me for a day, and he uh, made sure to let me know that he uh, he only followed me for a day. And that he was no longer following me because of I'm assuming a retweet or something that I don't even know. Yeah. Um, I uh, I you know cried and and pleaded with him, please don't go. Um, but I guess he's gone. So. Well, you but. know, Zach, I, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but uh, you know, we we've all lost in love before, and and I have I have discovered it is better to have been followed and lost than never to have been followed at all. That's that's good. I like that. Garth I mean, Brooks. Garth Brooks once wrote a song. It's called "The Dance," and it was really yeah. about being followed on Twitter. You know <laughs> that you never know how it's going to end. Yeah. But you know you want to enjoy the dance, and so you had a day with him, and that's a day that's that true. you can take with you for the rest of your time. Well. I I will ask you this quick, uh, quick Garth trivia. Do you know why his logo is a lowercase g? Um, I I don't. I, I I'm trying to think of something cute to say, but I can't. <laughs> I can't think of anything. No. So I still have yet to watch it. I need to watch it because I, I listened to a podcast about it, and it just sounds absolutely just exhilarating. But they did a they did a documentary on Garth Brooks. Uh, which I believe he either co-directed or produced or he had a hand in everything. Uh, but he says that his logo is a lowercase g because the uppercase g is reserved for God. Oh, okay. So there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So real, real quick, Neil, before we get into the, the mailbag, yeah. that, the documentary that I sent you last night, I don't know if you had heard of it before or even looked at it. It was kind of late, uh, so, you, so you may I not have, have Googled it. I have not yet looked at it. I have put it someplace where I won't forget. Okay. I had, never, wa- I had never heard of it. Okay. We watched it last night, and it was just incredible. It was fascinating. So the owner of my gym was actually talking about this a couple couple weeks ago. So uh, for the listeners, I sent Neil a link to this Amazon doc called... Uh, the, the Barkley Marathon. Yes. So uh, I believe the full name is the Barkley Marathons, the race that eats its young. That is correct. Um, so it's a ultra marathon trail race that's held uh, every year, except this year because of COVID, they canceled it, uh, at Frozen Head State Park. It's Wartburg, Tennessee, which is Morgan County. have no idea where Morgan County is. Um, the guy who designed the the race and directed it um his real name is gary cantrell but he goes by lazarus lake which is a pretty gnarly name um he uh designed this so essentially uh not to get too long-winded here it is um everybody that not everybody finishes this race so keep there have only been uh so it's a five loop race um that has only been completed 18 times by 15 people since 1995. Um, the current record, Brett Mon, who was on the documentary that we watched, he finished it in 52 hours, 3 minutes, 
and eight uh, milliseconds or whatever. Uh, it is absolutely bonkers. I mean, it is. Um, he drew inspiration from James L. Ray escaping the nearby Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary. He only covered eight miles after he was out in the woods for 55. And uh, Cantrell joked, the quote was, I could do at least 100 miles, just mocking James L. Ray. And that's how he essentially designed this race. It is so hard to describe on a podcast of what it is, but um, they said on the documentary that the full five-loop race is the equivalent of, of scaling and then going down Mount Everest twice. But how? I mean, it is so... So here's what Wikipedia says. So the course itself changes distance, route, and elevation many times, and it consists of a 20-mile unmarked loop with no aid stations except water at different points on the route. The loop begins and ends at the gate at the state park. Um, runners of the 100-mile version run will do it five times. So you take a counterclockwise direction for loops three and four, followed by um, each runner alternating direction on loop five. Um, I mean, so it's essentially a 54,200 uh, feet of a vertical climb, and then the 100-mile run is considered one of the most challenging ultramarathons held in the United States, if not the world. Um, as of 2018, about 55% of the races... Um, have ended without finishers. So, uh, I mean, there was, on this documentary, there was a guy from Belgium, there was a guy from England. I mean, they were talking about, they came over because they had heard about this ultra marathon race. And it is, even if you're not a distance runner, you're not in, you're not into that. It's super, super interesting and just wild. I'll have to check it out. I've got the, I've got the house yeah. to myself most of the weekend. So I might. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, I might it's throw fascinating. That in Saturday. The best part is that the guy who, started it he um he's famous for um he covered the united states on foot he started in rhode island and ended in oregon um back in 2018 but the guy he's a former runner himself and uh he marks the start of the barkley marathon by lighting up a cigarette at the uh gate so it's Interesting fella, to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. All right, I'll have to check that out. All right, so you solicited questions. I know you were probably hoping for some funny questions. There's looks like there may be a couple in here, but people have some hardcore recruiting they want you to get to. So Okay. Uh, we'll start here. Vibe and Rev 45 says, Your thoughts on the 22 class, particularly in the state? I assume he assumes in Mississippi. Yeah, so I know that uh, one of the main guys that uh, is catching a lot of attention right now, um, Bryson Hurst, the uh, big offensive tackle out of Gaudier, Mississippi. Um, Gaucher. Gaucher, okay, excuse me. No, you're okay. I just was going ahead and correct so that you won't have 14 threads on the board correcting you. <laughs> I don't even, I've, I don't, I've never been there, actually. So It's down, um, on, the, down on the coast. Okay, yeah. Uh, so he uh, currently has offers from Auburn, Florida State, uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, uh, Missouri. Uh, I presume that LSU is going to get involved at some point being on the coast. 
So he is uh, he is a big name to know in the uh, 2022 class. Um, as far as anyone else, I, it's it's so early that it's really hard to really dive into that right now. Um, I will say that in terms of offers, they're they're offering everybody. I mean, they they sent out a couple offers this week. They offered a kid in Chicago. They offered one in New Jersey. Um, they're obviously going to go after the Northeast, Florida, Texas, really hard. Um, I mean, they've offered uh, quarterbacks out west, quarterbacks down in Louisiana, several in the 2023 class, uh, much to the chagrin of the board because, by God, if they do not sign Arch Manning, people are going to riot in the streets. Um, but, yeah, it's, protest, it's early. Protest right? in the street, not riot. Protest. Okay, sorry. Um, so, yeah, people are uh, interested about the 2022 class in-state. Um, you know, Neil, it's – I don't think I think it's fair to say that I do not know, and that uh, there's really no way to know right now because there's been no camp season, no seven on seven season, and it's just kind of difficult right now. But Bryson Hurst is the one name to absolutely know within the state of Mississippi, just because he uh, is probably going to flirt with uh, five star status. Um, I guess going on the other side of the of the trenches for the defensive line. Um, I would say he's back. He's not in Mississippi, but he's originally from Mississippi. But uh, Walter Nolan, originally from Olive Branch, he went to IMG. He is now at St. Benedict in Cordova, Tennessee, where one Jordan Wilkins went. Uh, he is a probably going to be a top ten player in the country. Massive defensive tackle prospect I would know him Jaheim Otis uh, another monster from Columbia, Mississippi obviously Kentrell Bullock can come into play there um, and then uh, Zadian Harris from uh, from Madison goes to Germantown uh, that's three enormous defensive tackles, they're all uh, 6'4", 6'6", 6'4", all 300 plus um, they need help in the worst way up front, Neil, and 2022 in-state might be the uh, best route to go to shore that up. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to answer those questions because you don't know what this class is going to look like. You don't know what needs are going to be filled in a transfer market in recruiting, all of those things. It's just difficult to look ahead. It's a great question, but it's, it's really hard to answer. With It'd be hard to answer in a normal recruiting cycle, but this is anything but a normal recruiting cycle. All right, right. Uh, Naz5108 wants to know, do you think Ole Miss lands multiple players from Texas in the 21 class? And predictably, the follow-up is, if so, who? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I know that it's it's been uh, interesting to follow this year because a ton of guys – are snagging spots early. I think once everything was pretty obvious that they were not going to, uh, you know, not going to, like the dead period was extended. Like, not going to have any visits, at least until, you know, late in the fall, uh, maybe not till the end of the year. Um, I think that's when you saw a ton of, a ton of prospects 
that were like, okay, I need to find a spot. I need to find somewhere where I can land. Um, as far as Texas goes, I think uh, most of their prospects um, have either already committed elsewhere and uh, are obviously shoring up a spot there. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of scrolling the list here. Uh, the couple, a couple names that are still uncommitted that I would say, not saying Ole Miss will get them, but sh- but certainly has a shot or uh, are kind of in the mix. Um, I think uh, somebody. Andrew Makuba is a uh, safety from Austin, Texas. Uh, he's still uncommitted. I know that Ole Miss uh, is interested there. Um, I mean, it's kind of tough sledding because if they're not committed already, they're probably uh, going to end up staying in state. Terrence Cooks is one that I think you can keep an eye on. Um from Shadow Creek, um, he's an outside linebacker. The Longhorns are the favorite there, but Ole Miss has uh, sent him an official offer. Um, so Albert Regis, defensive tackle from Laporte, Texas, is another one to keep an eye on. They really like him. He's still uncommitted. Um, I would say that those are the ones uh, – Alton McCaskill, the running back from Oak Ridge, he's kind of blown up as of late. Um, good size running back, 6'1", 200. Ole Miss offered him early, and then since then he's added offers from Alabama, Michigan, Notre Dame. Ole Miss sent him an official offer. Uh, I, they, they don't really need to sign a running back in this class. Like quarterback and running back, they're, they're, they're kind of one of those where even if you don't need – to sign one, I think you still have to. And that's just my opinion, especially quarterback. I feel like you just got to keep keep loading up quarterbacks. Just just sign talent. Worry about what you're going to do with it later. Because um, I think I said it on the board. I mean, you you could have one or two quarterbacks transfer out at any point, just because that room is so crowded and so talented. And quarterbacks, once once that that position, once their clock starts, um, that's the you know that's like the one thing with quarterbacks. Like when that clock is is rolling, like they gotta they gotta go. You're either playing or you're going somewhere else to find somewhere where you can play. Um, yeah, that's really it. JJ Henry, receiver from McKinney, uh, he received a uh, an official offer for. And I'll say this, Neil, um, I, I would keep that list handy that I posted on the board. That that content piece that's pinned at the top. Those official offers are the ones that you need to pay attention to. Okay, here's a good question. Based on uh, the way things are going now, all virtual visits, no person, in-person meetings, etc. How many total players do you think end up in this signing class? I'll take a quick stab at this before I t- toss it to you. Okay. I don't, I don't think they'll fill the class. I think they'll save some spots. I, I think they've proven they won't just take guys to take guys. I yeah, you nailed it. I they're going to, they're not going to change course or adjust their their strategy they're just not like they're they're gonna they're gonna sign if they think they have found 28 dudes that they think can play high level sec football and can compete and give them quality depth 
then they're going to sign 28. If they think that there are only 19 out there, they're going to sign 19. Um, you've written about it. I've talked about it on the board. I've probably written about it at some point. Lane Kiffin is a big fan of the transfer portal and kind of using that as a NFL free agency tool. And uh, he's going to continue to do that. And look, this day and age in, in college football, like I just said, when that clock starts, if kids aren't playing, they're going to look elsewhere. And especially now with uh, the NCAA just kind of, you know, blindfolding themselves and throwing a dart at a board that says immediately eligible or not immediately eligible, uh, that's a good, uh, it's a good dice, uh, it's a good dice roll to uh, to do if you're if you're a college kid. I I don't know how they're deciding who is immediately eligible or not. I did see that another another transfer was deemed immediately eligible. Um, I don't know how somebody like Otis Reese isn't immediately eligible. There's no rhyme or reason to how they're telling people they're immediately eligible or not, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, there, I, there's no real way to gauge on who they're going to, you know, how many they're going to take. I mean, right now they're at, what, eight, nine? I think they're at nine. Yeah, I think so. Count, counting Costa. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're going to fill needs as best as they can, but they're not just going to take bodies because they're, you know, 69th in the recruiting rankings. They're not going to worry about that. They're going to try to find quality players and uh, go from there. Um. He says, uh, this is Grind City Reb. He says, I know stars don't really matter this cycle, but how many four stars do you think Ole Miss will sign? <laughs> four stars. I know um, stars don't matter, but. Yeah. Depends on the year in Mississippi with uh, a certain fan base, whether stars matter or not. Ooh. Uh, let's see. So shot at Delta State if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean. Off the top of my head, I'd say they've got a shot at Taiwan Malone, the four-star defensive tackle from uh, Bergen Catholic. They they've got a shot at him. They've got a shot at. Uh, I still think they got a shot at Isaiah Brevard. I, he's committed to Oregon. Um, I still think they're going to pursue him. Uh, I'd say that they got a shot at um, you know somebody like Terry and Arnold. Guy from Tallahassee, they've offered him. Uh, I know Ole Miss has offered him in, offered him in both basketball and football. Um, I think they. I think they're. We've talked about this off the show before, Neil. I think they're going to continue to go after Luke Altmyer, regardless of his commitment to Florida State. They're going to continue to recruit him, and I do think the door is slightly open there. Um, I mean, you've got Tysheem Johnson. Uh, he's up there as a four-star. Markevious Brown, the cornerback from IMG. Um, a couple guys that aren't four stars but could be at some point. I think MJ Daniels is going to eventually sign with Ole Miss. He could get up there to a 5.8 and get the four star. Um, and then another FSU commit, Byron Turner, the kid from New Orleans. I think he caught a lot of people off guard with his commitments. Florida State, I think a lot, m- most, uh, Sam Spiegelman, one of the national guys, he, he kind of sounded like he was a little shocked by it and thought that he would uh, he'd wait a little bit longer, but yeah, that's th- those are the four stars that I'd throw out there as of right now. Um, now things obviously change, Neil. If they have a season and Ole Miss can show some things on the field, I think it's going to get a lot of a lot of uh, folks' attention. All right, well, we'll handle this one quickly because you just named Altmeyer. Who do you think inside Mississippi or currently takes for Kiffin and the staff if they wanted to commit? 
Altmaier's one for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know. I know these are questions, and I'm not. I'm not criticizing the questioner at all. These are questions that that naturally come up. This staff is just not obsessed with the borders of Mississippi. Whether that is right or wrong, good or bad, is for you or someone else to determine. And you're certainly entitled to your opinion. But they're not. And and so they just don't look at it like that. I, I don't think they have on their... I don't think if you had a good look at their board, unlike the previous staff, I don't think you would see a separate list for Mississippi and the rest of the country. I think any Mississippi kids just happen to be on the list with other kids. Right. I Yeah, that, I don't think there's they're putting a lot of emphasis... And, uh, oh, they're from Mississippi or not. Um, I mean, just running down the list here, I mean, Brevard, the number one player in the state, certainly is. Deion Smith, the receiver that's committed to LSU, they're still recruiting him. You mentioned Altmeyer. I think MJ Daniels is, is a take, absolutely. Uh, and then you scroll down, McKeelan, uh Pounders, who's committed to Mississippi State, and then uh, Ty Cooper, the defensive end from Louisville, those are probably Justin Whaley, the cornerback. You're going to have to help me on this one. Is it Diberville? Yeah, Diberville. Diberville. Also down near the coast. Yeah. And then uh, Brandon Buckhalter, the uh, wide receiver slash athlete from Flowood, um, committed to Mississippi State. He flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. Those are really the only names that come to mind. And now I just named them all as potential takes, but. I don't think they're going to take all of them because um, they're just recruiting nationally. So, like you said, they're not hung up on putting a fence around the state and all that. They're just going to take the best player at each, you know, the best player at each spot. They're not going to worry about where they're from. Um, what do you think will be the results, effects of this crazy 21 class with less film on recruits, far less opportunities for players to impress at camps, Coaches not being able to visit high schools, no in-person visits for recruits during the summer and fall of their senior years, etc. Uh, in a word, in three words, lots of mistakes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh boy. Yeah, I, I agree there. I mean, that's what it is, Zach. It's going to be lots of mistakes. It's going to be a lot of kids that slip through the cracks. There's going to be a lot of kids that they took because they what they a little bit of film that they saw they liked they couldn't get a great evaluation. It's going to be classes. Not talking about Ole Miss here, just in general classes where they fill it up for the sake of filling it up, and the bottom part of the of the class is just a a reckless disaster. And then there are going to be some real surprises, some three star kids who probably in a normal year would have become four and potentially five star kids who stayed down there that way, and they end up being. You know, great players and and people love to make fun of rivals and twenty four seven and whatnot. And like, oh, you guys missed on him. Well, there's going to be lots of misses in this group. It it just is. There, there's what eighteen states that aren't playing. There's a lot of states that that aren't playing until later. Like Louisiana's not playing until October. I know Mississippi says they're starting. I'm going to believe it when I see it. Um, there's just a lot there, and so mistakes are going to get made. Because that's what happens in the in that set of circumstances, right? And that's uh, you know that's a great point that you bring up. And you know I was actually putting a pin in this to try to mention it at some point on the show. You can see it in some of these some of these uh, 2022 offers they're putting out. I, I, I put one on the board today. The 
the cornerback out of New Jersey they just offered Avery Powell. Um, you know, he's he, he just after Ole Miss offered him, he got offers from Tennessee, from Wisconsin, from Michigan, Michigan State, uh, and he's just a just a three star. Um, you can see it in in some of the some of the recruits that Ole Miss has in in their signing and their you know commitment column right now. I mean, these guys don't have camps to go and get evaluated at. And everybody's just kind of going off junior film. Um, they are having camps here and there around the country, um, but that's still just minimal one-on-one work. You're not putting on pads. You're not really getting into game-type situations. So those evaluations in, in a camp setting can only go so far. So it's uh, it's something that is – it's just – yeah, it's really hard to um to quote the the great philosopher nick saban it is what it is you can't you can't change it you you can't you can't evaluate games that aren't played you can't evaluate film that doesn't exist you can't evaluate camp film that didn't happen it is what it is i mean yeah you know i mean we could spend a lot of time on it about how decisions are made in june and july every single summer both positively and negatively as it pertains to kids based on camp performances those camp performances didn't happen this year not in oxford not in tuscaloosa not in iowa city not not in berkeley nowhere those camps didn't happen so kids kids will absolutely fall through the cracks i was talking to a mom of a player today who had a bunch of unofficial visits lined up for this late spring and summer that he was excited about, that you know he was hoping would lead to some Power Five offers, and those visits didn't happen. And so you know, she's like, "So what happens? Does he slip through the cracks, or do you just what? What do you do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's never really happened before." It's, yeah, I mean, kind of like it's kind of like Zach a scenario. This going to sound silly, but a scenario where every prospect either yanks a hamstring or turns an ankle right before camp. So you sort of have an idea of what they are, but you really don't, and you don't get an opportunity to see what you needed to see to, right. to make that final evaluation, and so now you have to guess. And when you guess, you get some right, and you get some wrong. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it's just, yeah, this is just a, Everybody said it a, a thousand times, but it's unprecedented times right now. It is. All right. Uh, Hattiesburg Reb says, why does Kermit, referring to Davis, not the frog, seem to be in the mix for some very good guards but struggling to pull the top 150 post player? Um, well, I mean, I could give you a real smart-ass answer on this. That top 150 post player, the market's different. Mm-hmm. for that kid than it is for guards. Guards are viewed, especially high three, low four-star type guards, are viewed more dime a dozen than the six, eight, six, nine kid with, with skills. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... Yeah, I... I think... Uh, and not to discredit the staff for their efforts, but Deshaun Ruffin fell in their lap. He's an in-state kid. I think he... Now, they did get out and, and recruit him hard early on, 
and won him over despite the commitment to Auburn. But yeah, I mean it's it's just yeah, it's a much larger pool out there. Speaking of sports that have no idea what their future looks like, basketball. Uh, North Tampa Rebel says regarding football, any rumors of schools violating dead periods and going in home with kids? Uh, yeah, Louisiana Lafayette's out of control. Uh, the stuff they've done <laughs> is awful. Um, yeah, disgraceful. North Texas, disgusting. Troy, uh, a lot of those, a lot of those programs in the Sun Belt need to be shut down. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's not something that I think is. Honestly, I've not heard any of it. I've not heard any of it. In, in today's environment, that would be so frowned upon that... No, I don't think so. I've not I've not heard one person say that. Now, you're more connected to that than I am. But I've not heard one account of, yeah, they went in home on this kid. They went to see this kid. Or a kid came to campus. Man, it would take one cell phone picture and that'd be the end of that. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's dumb enough to do that. And then also, it's just kind of a free pass, to be honest. Like, it, I think everybody knows that this is a an off year to where it's, look, you, you either, I mean, you either uh, you either sign a great class this year because of uh, other circumstances, other reasons, um, or you don't. And it's just kind of, you know, there's no real answer there. I, I have no idea of knowing if people are violating the dead period. I don't think they are. I mean, it would be such a scandal if, I don't know. Listen, for the most part, nobody wants to do anything that would give the media any ammunition against having a season. I mean, if you saw some, it just, this is where we are today. You know, I mean, I just, I think what might be more interesting that could happen would be a kid says you know what i'm sick of this i'm gonna take a couple of trips anyway i'm gonna go to say i'm gonna get out of the sec for safety's sake i'm gonna go to purdue i'm gonna check it out and while i'm there i'm gonna facetime the coach and the coach just happens to be in the area and they have a very quick little conversation i guess that could happen but that'd be about the extent of it maybe i'm naive but i don't think so yeah i, I don't think so either i mean it's I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth coaches trying. I mean, what are you getting a leg up on one or two prospects? I mean, it's well, just no not... co- no coaches risking getting fired for cause right now. Right. It'd be stupid because yeah. you're safe right now. No one's firing their coach for losing this year. No one. Right. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by LB's Meat Market. I know that Zach is a big fan of LB's Meat Market. I'm a big fan of LB's Meat Market. 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, right across the street from Kroger. Unlike Kroger, where you got to wait in line and you got to fight all sorts of stuff to get the meat at LB's, you can call Greg Jones. You get the freshest cuts in Oxford. Uh, he'll get it all packaged up for you. You'll be ready to go, or you can go in, which is what I love to do, and you can browse a little bit. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, Sunday, 1 to 6. The freshest cuts in Oxford, whether it's the bone in ribeye, whether it's the uh, Lane Train Filet Specials, the Bacon Wrap Filets, whether it's pork, chicken, seafood, homemade sausages, whatever the case may be, you will be thrilled with everything you get at LB's. And my suggestion to you is 
when you are wrapping up your purchase at LB's, tell Greg, say, hey, I heard about LB's on the podcast. You can mention the Beer Garden. You can mention the Soft Verbal. You can mention the Oxford Exxon podcast, whatever. Just tell Greg that you heard about it on the MPW Digital Network of Podcasts. He'll throw a little something extra in your sack. Maybe it'll be some stuffed jalapenos, some stuffed mushrooms. I don't know. It'll be something cool, and you'll love it. And uh, it'll be something you'll add to your list the next time you go back to LB's Meat Market 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. And that phone number is 662-259-2999. All right. You mentioned uh, MJ Daniels, Taishim Johnson, Markevious Brown earlier in the show, I believe. What's the kind of the latest on those guys? Uh, I mean, I think as far as Taishim Johnson goes... especially during a pandemic and they now they have one year under their belt so that really helps a new staff but um they're pushing really hard but I, coach partridge uh has been recruiting taishim for a long time i think it dates back to even when he was at michigan he's been recruiting him uh i think that uh that gives Ole Miss a really good shot to land him I, he doesn't really have a timeline i don't think not really anything concrete or set in stone for when he wants to make a decision um especially with high school seasons being kind of up in the air. I don't know what New Jersey or Philly's doing, but most of the Northeast uh, kids are still kind of waiting to, to see what they want to do. Uh, I like Ole Miss's chances there. I think uh, they have a slight lead over the Sun Devils right now, but um, I, I don't see, um, as of right now, I would still, if, if you made me choose, I would, I would say Ole Miss. Um, MJ Daniels, like I said earlier, I think he ends up signing with Ole Miss, and then Markevious Brown's kind of a kind of a wild card. The IMG kids are hard to read sometimes. Um, he's originally from Pahokee, uh, Florida, so <laughs> Ole Miss has a ton of contacts there um, in that state. So I, I, I can't really rule him out, but he hasn't really tipped his hand at all. He's been pretty quiet. Okay, um, they want to know your take on Rod or the defensive lineman i think he's from alabama yeah from gadsden city alabama uh does Ole miss have a shot how good is he i think they have a shot he uh he fits the he fits the mold that they're looking for in an offensive lineman especially in this class with um kind of who they've been going after i mean long very big um athletic they're not huge guys i mean rod is um six seven but he's 285 so he's nimble he's not just a humongous dude um randy clements liked him a lot when he came to visit uh he came for the uh elite camp in march before everything shut down uh but you, you can see you know they're recruiting a certain lineman i mean you got micah pettis who committed um six seven he's, he's a little bit bigger 320 but still he's a good looking 320 he's not a big time you know monster guard that plays at you know wisconsin or you know old school 90s nebraska i mean this is these these guys are you know built different they're they're big they're physical but they're also athletic and can move uh i like where they are with with rod um got an official offer and uh released the top schools list i, I think Ole Miss likes where they are uh, they, they, they've recruited state of alabama pretty well uh, what do you think is a realistic final class ranking for this year? 
Um, again, this is kind of a, you could call it a cop-out. As far as a realistic final ranking, I'd say I'd say top 35 is still in reach. Um, but again, just pay attention to average star rating. Pay attention to the offers. Pay attention to uh, who, who they're beating out for these players. It is, uh, that's what you need to be paying attention to um, more than anything. Because like we said earlier, they could sign 28 if they think 28 guys are, are worthy of, of signing. Now, if they sign 28 and they sign some, some decent players, they're going to move up because 28 dudes is a lot. But if they only sign 19 because they don't feel like they can sign 20, 21, 22, um, they're probably going to be a little lower because schools with more commits just by math are going to have a higher ranking um, more points per rivals team ranking. So I would still say top 35, at least top 40 is within reach, barring something crazy happening and some decommitments, blah, blah, blah. All right, last one from Rebel2929. Does Ole Miss still have a chance with Antonio Harmon, or, or has that ship sailed? And who do you think is flying under the radar in-state? Oh, um... Let's see. I think Ole Miss definitely has a chance with Harmon. I think it's just a matter of, in my opinion, they want to see him on a field because up until this year he was playing in an offense that was the wing tee. So they want to see him play receiver. They, I, I'm, I don't know what exactly the offense is, but Kosciuszko got a new OC. So they're not going to be running the wing team anymore. So he'll be a featured part of their offense. I think that's what they're really wanting to look at. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they he would definitely be a take if they see him on the field and approve of him as a take. Uh, flying under the radar in the state? Um, I think Ty Cooper's one. He's 16th in the state. He's three-star. I really like his his film. Uh, he's listed at 6'4", 235. He looks to be about two fifty five on 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 tape. I think he's a he would be a he would be a really good get at strong side defensive end. I think he is a little quicker than you'd think he'd be, and uh, I, he had twenty plus tackles for loss as a junior. I mean, just put up some big numbers, even though he's being pursued heavily by Ole Miss and got an official offer, 16th in the state. I, I think he's definitely underrated. All right. I uh, appreciate all the info, Zach. That's a that's a lot of hardcore football <laughs> and a little bit of basketball uh, recruiting. What, what are your plans for the weekend? You got big got big plans there in, in Tennessee? Uh, well, like I said, I'll go play some golf. Um, probably pretty much it. I mean, PJ Championships on. I'll watch that. Um, but yeah, like I said, just enjoying the weather because it's not deathly ill, like deathly hot outside. So uh, you know, might sit out and sit out in the patio and and relax a little. Um, as of now, doesn't look like I'll need to throw the mower out there too quick. But I'll probably end up doing it on Sunday at some point. Um, We'll we'll see how the leaderboard looks on Sunday, and if I really need to be locked in or not. But uh, I got my mowing done on Mondays. I don't have to do it for a little while. 
It's a strategic thing. I know if I mow, mow on Monday, it won't need it during the weekend. It might need it Monday or Tuesday, but it won't need it Saturday. And so that won't yeah. that won't hang over me as a temptation for me to blow two hours of of my day. <laughs> I've gotten to where I can get things done front and back, edging, blowing everything off. I can get it done in about an hour and a half, hour forty five. Um, depending on the length of the grass, if it if it gets a little, uh, if it, if it gets pretty long, it'll you know take some time just because it's so thick and um, just gotta make sure I don't miss anything. But yeah, I mean I've got it down to a science where I can get it done pretty quickly. Are you particular with your edging? Uh, so we so the front is mostly edging some spots that I can't get to. By you know the the AC unit just edging around that edging around the fence, um, but we, we we don't have a sidewalk so we don't have a curb, um, so there's no real edging to be done on the front of the yard. It's just mowing right there, uh, and then I'm not going to edge on the driveway. I, I mostly get all of that when I mow. Uh, the back is just edging around the fire pit, edging around the garden. And uh, just the fence, and that's it. Just because I, I feel like you get a nice edge, you get it nice and you know, cut clean across to where, uh, you know, the whole fence line looks looks flat. That looks good in my book. All right, Zachary, enjoy uh, enjoy your evening, enjoy the golf tournament, enjoy your uh, your weekend. Tell uh, you and the you and uh, you and your wife Anna still hanging out. Still fighting it out over uh, over Bennett. I see nothing. Nothing happened there. We're at we're at we're at a, we're at a standstill. We're in a, a standoff right now with, with what he's going to do. You're both better off if he just ends up at like Wisconsin or something. Where you know it, you can yeah. just mutually hate him. Yeah. Because he's taking all That's of your, he's taking all of your money. <laughs> That's I mean, right. It's unbelievable that what he's done to the the Barry bank account. Just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stop there. For Zach Berry, I'm Neil McCready. That does it for this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. Don't forget, deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove at checkout for 30% off. Until next time, take care.